0: You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums Podcast, the home of Scottish football banter.
1: Hi, welcome to the latest episode of Scottish Football Forums Podcast with it's season 12, episode 16, and we are going old school tonight. Um, that's because both... People are, are old, but also as well, it used to be quite often just the two of us. Um, So it's the two Johns on tonight. How you doing, John? Speak
0: with yourself with the old mate.
1: Yeah, you're <laughs> not far off, you're no far off. Uh, oh, yeah,
0: that's oh, true. Um, but yeah, it feels weird that just being the twos, it's been a while since it's just been the twos on a podcast. Um, our, I think our squad had been hit with some
1: virus. Ah, <laughs> uh, everyone's got the shits. Yeah. <laughs> apart from us we are fine um, so plenty to talk about we're still on the Scotland team because after last Tuesday uh, we got promoted but we'll come back to that later on because we're going to go a wee bit old school as well and look at some of the league action over the weekend not too much depth but just a wee bit in terms of maybe how the season's gone so far Um, now that we're almost a quarter of the way into the season don't know if you can believe that no, it's just
0: it's all it's so going a bit fast, but it's um it's a bit of a weird camp. To see, because obviously the World Cup's coming up in what six or seven weeks' time. Um, I mean that's strange to say in itself, and obviously we've had an international calendar in mid to end September rather than the beginning, and there's not another one now till what one week before the World Cup, and even then it's just going to be a friendly. It's all strange and Champions League games all over the place, Europa leagues all over the place. League Cups over the um, all over the place. I mean we were at the Anning game together five weeks ago and it's still another two weeks to um the next round. It's it's absolutely bizarre. Um,
1: aye, and obviously Aberdeen games all the one that's not on T V out a lot. Um, they're off here on T V, so for those that can't get there, uh, tough luck. Um you'll see it. So aye.
0: That's another thorny issue. I don't know what's been discussed um, in terms of that, the, the whole TV deal, etc. Um, but that seems to be another thorny issue that um, there's not the option for clubs to play extreme games. Um, so it seems because, I mean, there's there's been a lots of spins being put out by certain chairmen and stuff. But let's be brutally honest about this deal. Now, um, I'll be careful what I say because I know people within Sky who I've got a lot of respect for but let's be honest, they have got an absolute bargain out of this, and they have bought the rights to every game. They're just choosing to put in their contract at the moment up to 48, then up to 60, then if they feel like up to 80, but they won't. And it still works out less a deal than what Sweden are paying for. Um, And basically what Sky are saying is, we'll show up to 48, up to 60, but nobody can take the rights to anyone else, yeah, it's just backwards thinking for my eyes. But um, we're in this hole where we think because we get burned by Satana that we just have to play it safe all the time. Well, do your research, and I just don't think enough's been done.
1: Aye, and how often have we said as well? Basically, it's the TV companies that dictate when football's played. The fans get inconvenienced because they maybe with travel plans, um, games get changed last minute in terms of like putting on from a Saturday or to a Sunday or whatever, or there's going to be these Friday night games and different things like that. They, they just don't kick and take out the fans. Uh,
0: I noticed something that, um, I think that it was um, Dave Smith sent me something today, um, that apparently um, lower league clubs are looking into 12.45 kick-offs because um, obviously we're at the end of the month the clocks go back and that means it's going to get darker from 4 o'clock. We're obviously in a climate where Every everyone's watching their bills. You know, we were talking beforehand about switching plugs yeah. off and stuff. Um, you know, you know before we got to bed and stuff. And it's you know, businesses and football clubs are all no different. You know, they have to watch the pennies. You know, the, the, their bills are going to be astronomical. So clubs are thinking, right, rather than put the floodlights on. Um, let's mm-hmm. see if we can get earlier games. And they're looking because it's it'll be twelve forty-five kick-offs, and it'll be before the three o'clock blackout. They're looking at it as a way round of getting the. Um, around the 3pm um, blackout, mm-hmm. and we're uh, we streaming it because the TV deal doesn't affect them. It doesn't. Aff- it, it doesn't affect Championship to League Two. And yeah, there is going to be potential inconvenience. Like if you're an Air United fan, for example, planning to go up to Inverness, um, you would probably need to leave at like five or six in the morning just to go up there for a game of football. Now, if they, if they kicked off at 12:45, yeah. but. But then if they stream it, it might be a weak compensator. So clubs have just got to be thinking outside the box and getting around this because it's going to be a difficult few months.
1: Yeah, I mean the thing I'd seen earlier was SPFL Media Watch on Twitter. So SPFL Watch is got the account. They mentioned about it was Air United. Certainly I look at 12.45 kick kickoffs, they're gonna hear views from the supporters regarding the changes, what they think. Um and they're talking about doing it over maybe a kind of trial period if the fans are um, receptive to it. So I think I'd heard mum was over a few weeks ago that physical. there was talk about certain clubs looking at it. The cups, so, I'd heard. The Scottish uh, Cup, I'd heard about that. So case, I guess it would be a case of what to space. It could make sense, I suppose as well, if you maybe can you know, wait to look at it as if you're going to the game earlier, you get more well, of your Saturday free in the evening and stuff like that. Um, and so I suppose sometimes, which is, maybe is a bit of a contradiction to what we're saying about TV changing kickoff times and stuff like that. Maybe trying different things can maybe entice fans to go that they don't normally get to go as well. So, anyway. yeah, it's 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 a, it's a almost a no win
0: situation. But clubs have to obviously think yeah, what's best for them, and is it going to be worth a while? You know, keeping games on when they know. I mean, we let's be realistic. We're coming into winter. We're coming up for Christmas. People are watching their pennies. Um, and are people going to be you know, desperate to go when it's absolutely peeing or rain or hailstorms, et cetera, and freezing cold, getting into dark. Um, you know, so they might as well bring the game forward earlier. So um, it's it's difficult, but I think fair play to clubs to actually looking at different ways um, to bring money into the game and try and market the game.
1: Yeah. Um, the other thing that we could have seen just now in this kind of court crisis and obviously, we were talking about last week in the podcast chat a wee bit. The Rangers situation, a fourth kit um, in these current times is ridiculous. I even seen their own fans were protesting against it on um, Saturday. So, it's a rare occasion where all the games are on Saturday in the I Premiership.
0: I know, all but one was um, a 3 pm kickoff as well.
1: So I don't know what possessed I think. Let's bring out a fourth kit. Yeah,
0: it's. Well, the what what possessed them is they're thinking that you know let's get easy money. We'll get um strips at 60-70 quid and um, put out. In fact, you no, know, so that's just that's the top It's like sixty quid and stuff these days. I think um and I know people are saying well just don't buy it. Then well that's exactly what's going to take. People need to come out on mass and, and just say we're not buying this, and then and that'll hit them. You no, know, and I mean we've obviously come from an era, John, where. Aberdeen would have a home kit for two seasons mm-hmm. and a away kit for two seasons. They'd alternate between the one every year, so it'd be like the away kit one year, the home kit the next year. And we praised year for doing something similar by keeping last season's kits. So I think that's, I mean, you, you also have to move with the times, but that's something that is probably a better tradition to go back to. Um, <laughs> you know, and because do you need to have a new home strip every season? I mean, for for example, Celtic. How many variations have a green and white hook top
1: can you have? Exactly. One we even see that as well with Scotland because obviously there was a women's kit came out what, three months ago. Uh, yeah. And there was talker like, is that going to be the whole one? I mean, is it going to be sorry the kit for both the men and the women's team? Then we find out no, the men's team are out a new kit, and then the next thing you know, both the men and the women are using it. It's the way it should be. The men and the women should have the same kit. But why yeah. did that kit come out? What was the purpose of that?
0: Yeah, I think we've praised the SFA um recently in terms of some of the media work, the the price freezes on tickets um and extending the membership for Scotland Supporters Club members as well. I think they deserve credit for all that. We've praised them to them um, for that. Mm-hmm. But that one was a bad move, you know. What well, there was no point in having a kit out for five months and charging people, you know, sixty pounds for the top you know, you're paying £100 for these kit if you want the full kit, I mean it's just, it's too much money, and then for the kit, even for the kids, I mean you're talking like 45 to £60 for the full full shebang, and for kids, you know, you feel as though you have to get them all. you have yeah. to get the full kit, and it's just, yeah it's, uh, like, the new kits are out just now, you know, we said to Cameron, right um, which one, which one of the two do you want, and he says the home, so, um yeah, thankfully
1: when he's gone, he's paying for that. Hi, thanks for I. He's well, getting Santa, enough from Santa. Hi, <laughs> well Santa will be here soon, won't he? Yeah, <laughs> Well, one to go. Right, okay, let's get talking about football and some good stuff. Um, the weekend arch and obviously the early kickoff, off. I think we were expecting maybe a a tough game um, for Rangers. However, it did not pan out that way at all.
0: No, and you've got to say fair play to Rangers, and I'll be honest, I thought Hearts would um, actually get a result. Um, maybe their international break came at a good time for Rangers, because they weren't playing well, even when they beat Dundee United to end their wee streaker of um, defeats. They weren't overly impressive in that game, um, but they also got the job done. And Hearts at 10 at is always a difficult um, place to go, um, with that crowd behind them, but Rangers got an nearly going and flatten them, and you no. Know, Cholak again. I mean he's been he's been excellent. I still don't get why Van Bronkhorst dropped him for the Napoli game um and put Morelos in at the start. Um Morelos is so far off the pace just now. Um and Cholak's been been scoring goals, so I, I didn't get that move at all. Um and Cholak's come in again and you know he's took his chance. could go by Morelos when he did get on, to be fair. Um and Ryan Kent, a player that's all that's been very not much hard. hit and miss yeah first league goal in 2022 that's appalling for a player his um, ability because he's got he's got the ability but he's just not, he's just um not delivering anywhere near what his valuation is um but I mean, it was already looking good for Rangers before the red card. But the, I mean, even when when Robbie Neilson comes in and says it's a red card, I think that tells you absolutely to know about that offence. It's a terrible tackle by Devlin, um, and yeah. no drama with that one.
1: It was insane because Cochrane is basically almost getting Matondo to play. Devlin doesn't need to get involved; just comes in and, and then stamps on the ankle. You're like, what are you doing? Right, right, in, right at the touchline. You don't going He's not going anywhere, Matondo. Yeah. One of the craziest red cards I've seen, like you should get the maximum playing possible for that. Um, not saying it would have changed the game if they had eleven men, whether they would come on to get back into the game, but you never know. They could have done get a goal, um but it'd be two one and then maybe you're kind back into it, but aye, insane. Uh um, yeah. Just gotta hope he learns from that and that um
0: he doesn't make challenges like that again because um he's a good player, um, but he was just a wee bit over
1: eager and um yeah, just silly, silly challenge. Um, so, I yeah, that was comfortable win for Rangers. They were pleased with a clean sheet as well, obviously, because that's something that they've maybe been struggling a wee bit with. Um, and then over the other side of Glasgow, obviously Celtic, Motherwell. I think a lot of people were thinking, I was in the sports bus on Saturday for the football, and people said saying, oh, Celtic should win comfortably. But then you've got to take into account that their first-choice centre-back pairing was out, Starfield and Carter Vickers, and I don't think they'll be back for the the Champions League game. I think there's more hope maybe a car of cause, but I'm not sure.
0: Um... Well, given the fear that that it was supposed to be rumoured that Katar might even miss the World Cup, I think the fact that he could be back for um, the Champions League games is a massive bonus. Um, It could be, but more likely he'll be available for the weekend's games. But, um, yeah, Celtic made harder work than Many people thought. I mean, when they got there, the goal, you think, well, it's going to, how many are they going to get? A person predicted 5 0. But then a moment of madness by Geranovic, you oh, know, that a lack of communication mm-hmm. with him and Joe Hart. Um, he's just not looked to see where Joe Hart is. I don't know if Joe Hart's even shouted. It should have been a simple no chest back to goalkeeper, and it's just gone all horribly wrong. Um, it's a great goal to win it by Hitati. That's a, a tremendous shot. Um, I don't think there can be too much. Complaints over the Cal McGregor red card. Yep. Um, you know, I get the argument that Welsh might become a across, but McGregor knew what he was doing. You know, he yeah. knew he was getting sick. the fact he didn't even complain. Just said everything. He was more angry at his teammate for a horrendous pass. I tell you the most bizarre moment in that game. What was Joe Hart doing? What is he okay? You know, I mean that looked like a brutal assault. Um <laughs>
1: I don't know if what there was this. Um... There was a bit just before it whereby we went up for a challenge where I can't remember who it was and then he wasn't happy with that. And then yeah, he just fell over. just after it. It was a delayed reaction as well,
0: you know, he's he's bumped in again. I can't say it went it was of any major force and the the Dunfermo the, so the, the players thinking, What is just happening? And the next thing Joe Hart's falling down and the shot's still coming in. It's like it was pretty odd. <laughs>
1: to oh, say the right. least. Um it's quite funny though, on the way home to the football, the kind of commentators cursed, they were talking about how Celtic were struggling to break but well down. That's then you know, there's been a goal. And then it was obviously you don't know where it is, but it was a target scored. It's like Aye, good one there. <laughs> so uh, that's what happened there. Right, so where are we? Aberdeen. The home good home form continues. With the exception of the Motherwell game,
0: goals to Yeah, Patoji's been good for goals, um, and for once we've managed to beat a team at home with, um, without needing the opposition to go down to ten men as well. Um, this is a—I mean—I've had mixed um, uh, reports in this game, but I think the majority of the consensus say come on, it, were awful. Um, Aberdeen were decent; were, were pretty good in the first half. Um, took the foot off the gas we were saying up at looked absolutely dreadful. Defensively they looked very poor. I mean Ash Taylor doesn't get much help with the first goal. I mean it's not the best clearance from him. But you're expecting yeah. if you get your foot to the ball, maybe one year's players can run and try and get the ball. Um you no know, there was hardly anything. But Salmon wanted more. It's a lovely finish. Um the is obviously the big debate. I think he gets enough of the player. Um I do think he's going a wee bit theatrical, so I can understand the complaints. Yeah. Um But I think he has swiped him as well. It um, yeah. was what the soft variety.
1: If it had been at the other end, you'd have been like, mm. not quite sure. There'd been a moment before though, where, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen Mayovsky went down when Mayo challenged him. He was yeah. looking for a penalty. And you're kind of like, mm, is that maybe something we're going to see with Mayovsky that he's... Yeah. Goes down a bit too easily, like, which...
0: I know I, this is where you wish that managers would be consistent. Like if you're going to call it out in the opposition, you need to call it out in your own players sometimes as well. There's very rarely occasions where um managers do come out and hammer their own players. One time that stands out like a sore thumb was when Watersmith did it with Kelly Lafferty when he did it to get Mulgrew sent off, actually came out and publicly said he ashamed this club by doing what he did. Mm. Um but you very rarely see a manager admitting when their player um is taking a dive and um, cheating effectively. So if Goodwin is going to call it out on Ryan Portis and I do think he went over the top by calling him a cheat um, to be honest it's just not language that you should um, be saying about other players. But if you're going to say that about a guy um, in the opposition if there's a case that happens in your own team you need to call that out too.
1: Yeah. Um, obviously we saw last year score as well which was inevitable that that was going to happen um, It's Aberdeen player. Again, though we're lose losing goals from set pieces, which is disappointing. Um, though on the flip side, we're not as open to play against now, which is good to see. Um, certainly at home. Um,
0: yeah, I th- I mean there was also worry because McCrory was going into defence, but apparently he was okay this weekend. But i would still rather McCrory was in midfield where it belongs. Mm-hmm. And um, you know the big worry is if there's suspensions for longer or injuries for longer, and when we come up against Celtic, um. You know, there, there still could be the scenario where we go in against Celtic and we could be without two players because one's suspended and the other's um ineligible. And that was poor planning. Um I've been consistent with my viewpoint in this. We needed another centre back in and, um you know yeah. in the summer I and mean, we didn't get it. Um so hopefully we're we'll trying to address that. Um with regards to it's a good header by Hash you I have to say, but you know, again, no done the post. It seems to be a thing now with a lot of teams aren't putting defenders in the post
1: anymore. I'll I don't get that, you know. It, last week we were speaking about that? Was it in the podcast? Maybe a couple of weeks ago, Josh, we were talking about it. I think, and it, yeah. Yeah, it seems to be a lot of teams have stopped doing it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe because there's more opposition players coming forward now that they need to pick them up and not leave anyone free. But there's still a lot of goals happening from set pieces. Um, I just think if you have a, a man in each post, you eliminate the the risk because. Basically, it's going to take an outstanding header to get into the top corner, mm-hmm. um, and the goalkeeper should have the middle of goal. But um, but yeah, Komarstev defensive third goal was awful, and Miowski, you know, was getting easy tap in, and I was pleased for Stuart getting a goal, um you mm-hmm. know, skipper getting a goal. Um, yeah, so pleasing result, but Komar, they need to. They need better recruitment. Their recruitment has been poor. I was surprised they gave McInnes a three and a half year deal. I get they're looking for stability, but mm-hmm. three and a half years—that's
1: a long time. Aye, uh, the interesting thing was when in the summer there was like talk he was going to get back in terms of like getting players in. I don't feel they did anywhere near enough business. They got a lot of loan players in. I don't think any of their kind permanent signings were that imaginative. You obviously brought power back to the club. He's done. Which, yeah, do I don't know, they just they look very disjointed, and McInnes usually, we can have teams hard to beat, they don't look hard to beat at all, they look very easy to beat. they um, lost six of the eight games, it's, it's yeah. Well, I heard today they had to do a double session, um, so McInnes was obviously very unhappy with Sardis' performance. Um, where are we, Hibs? So, what week for Ryan Portis?
0: Yes, absolutely. And also we'll talk about the Scotland game later, um, making a lot of us, including myself, eat humble pie. But yeah, we have a lovely finish for the goal. Um, and this is the thing where Ryan Corosima. He's not getting involved in any crap and just focusing on what his job is to do, is be a defender. He's a, there's actually a decent player in there. But the fact that he keeps getting himself involved and isn't fully concentrated is why he gets such a hard time off people. But Steve Clark obviously had a good word with him before that game. You saw um the impact he had. And he's obviously taken a bit of confidence in that and yeah, good performance, a good goal. Martin Boyle makes a big difference for him. It'll be inter- it would have been interesting to see what Hibs would have done about Sean Maloney had they not lost Martin Boyle for eight months. Mm-hmm. You know he's has been he's been their best player for the last couple of years and yeah, he's come back and it's as if he's never been away.
1: Uh it's an interesting one report, is because you can see now he's kind of taken on leadership responsibilities as well at Hibbs. Even though he's not the captain, he's always like involved and talking to our players, might come on, join them up. So he's only 23, I think. It's one of those he assume, seems like he's been around for longer, but maybe that performance in Ukraine, well, not Ukraine, in Poland last week can be the making of the man, yeah. as opposed to the boy, which we've seen.
0: He'll not be at Hibs this time next next year. He's out of contract to end the season, so he'll either get a move in January or he'll move for free in the summer. I don't, mm-hmm. And the way he was talking, his mind's already made up that he's not going to be a Hibs this season.
1: Yeah, which, depending on where he goes, could benefit Scotland in terms of options at centre-back as well. So, uh, fair play to him um, there. And he could have had a couple of goals, actually, because he had a key kick um, just by the post. And there he had kind of long-range effort saved as well. So, perhaps Hibs are starting to come into a wee bit of form as well after the poor campaign or League Cup. So,
0: Yeah, they had a couple of good results in to force in the league, um, just ahead of ourselves and above hearts. So yeah, they've um and they've um, they've had Rangers out the way, hearts out the way hearts out the way and they've had points in those games, whether they were lucky or not is another thing. And that's the first win they've had against um a team the same number um of players in the pitches them. So I'll also do them. They're all good. But Ross County, they look as though they're gonna struggle big time. Um I think without Charles Cook they've lost something and I don't think Mackay's found that um you know, find that remedy
1: yet, but we'll wait and see. Aye, but it's the early days, but yeah, we would also obviously Charles Cook and Unbow as well, who was a good player for them um, last season. So, but they're struggling for goals, um, which is the biggest thing, and then they're not keeping clean sheets, which is never a good sign. They're just football by lucky that Kolarik so bad, and then the team that Aberdeen play this upcoming weekend, Dundee United, still winless in the league. Um, appoint a rookie manager, which i kind of quite surprised at when you're bought with the league. You would think they'd be maybe want you know, someone experienced that's going to maybe just sort about, of even if it's mid to sh- mid-term mid- or short to mid-term. Um, very poor Dundee and age, just now. I think they're hoping that because it worked for
0: Courts being a rookie manager, that it'll work for Liam Fox, but there's a lot of different circumstances. Tamcourt um, came off the back of a team that did okay under Mickey Mill, nothing spectacular but they survived comfortably and reached the Scottish Cup semi-final. It's not a bad season in their first year back in the top flight in a, in a season where budgets were cut because of COVID and there was no crowds coming in. And Tam Courts had been at United for a number of years working with the youth development so he kind of had an idea how the club worked and although a lot of us wrote him off, it worked very well and they got fourth place and he made them hard to beat as well and mm-hmm. got probably the last good season out of someone that Charlie grew. Difficulty for Liam Fox is he's followed in from a manager where it's went horribly wrong, <clears throat> where the team had completely chucked it. And I don't care what anyone says. They stopped trying for the manager. They weren't caring that they were getting beat 9-0 and 7-0. In fact, every one of those outfield players that played that game against Celtic should have been dropped for the next game and brought the kids in. They should yeah. have been absolutely hammered for that. It was a disgusting performance. Um, Celtic were good, but Dundee United were terrible. They've they learned nothing in terms of defensive of the mistakes they made against them or Altmar or even Hearts given the loss four. even St. Mirren could have put more past them than the three they got that day at Dice. I mean, when St. Mirren are going and pumping you three now, and it should have been six. That says everything. Um, so, and Fox's record has not been great so far. Yes, they beat Livingston in the League Cup, but since then they've picked one point. They've picked up one point, and they've lost their other games. He somehow got the job. It's not the time to be experimenting with a rookie manager when you're sitting with two points at the bottom of the table. You haven't won a game. You're conceding goals for fun. They need they needed someone to at least the end of the season where a bit of experience to give the players a kick up the backside. Because Liam Fox will not do that. And right now things are um, are going. The best in the United will finish as eleventh.
1: Aye, I mean, I think most of us thought the in the summer would have been pretty good. they yeah. done to United, um, to build on what they'd done last season. But it's not worked out, that we? I mean, the guys that should be so-called leaders on that pitch, the likes of your Stephen Fletcher, your Charlie McGrew, and, I mm-hmm. don't know, maybe, I don't know. they probably remain too, actually, I would say. And, to
0: know what, as well, to an extent, he was brought in and back money. To Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I'm more, I'm more thinking leadership in terms of like sensible, kind of level-headed. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, just not working out. They've got they, they've got no width. Um, they, obviously they brought Glenn and then who? I don't think it's going kind of to be in regularly in the kind of starting lineup. Um, mm-hmm. there's a young boy as well. Is it a Korean boy? Is it I think.
0: Nice name. Who, Panic you? Yeah. Hey. Levitt's come back and um he's not really done much. Jamie McGrath has been a waste of a wage so far for them, mm-hmm. other than that outward game we set up the Middleton's goal. In fact the two of them since that game haven't done much for United. Um it's just been an absolute disaster for them. And nobody's stepping up, nobody's taking responsibility. Um they've got a captain there who doesn't really speak to the media. And I know the media is it, you know, can take it, and leave it. How they um, know the immediate reputation? But at the end of the day, if you're a captain, you still need to come out talking and show that you're not hiding. But it's, yeah, and it's no not way. a good example. Your, your captains is not to speak. It's just an absolute disaster just now. And uh, you know, you need you need a manager to come in and really grasp it. And it's just not happening. But fair play St Johnston. I mean, they've a lot of people tip them to be in the bottom two. Um, me being one of them. But they're sitting in 10 points, they're looking up the way not in five, sorry, six points clear of Kilmarnock in the limit. And You know, if they beat Kilmarnock in this um, rearranged range game midweek, they all of a sudden are nine points away from the bottom two and they're looking from the like, top six.
1: Yeah, because uh, prior to that as well, they'd had two clean sheets. they'd beat them in 3-0 Robert Ross county, so yeah, picked up a nice bit of form and yeah, I think even Norrie, to off St. Johnson, um, resident fan, he'd picked them to be twelve, um, which wasn't good. No one usually does that, but their own team to finish bottom. But you're starting to see maybe a wee bit of fight under them. Um, Stevie Bay scored a couple of goals this season, equaled his tally from last season. And maybe just like having the experience of at the back, him settling in, yeah. that's maybe going to help. Um, yeah, For I... a season, at least, that's a sensible signing by St Johnston
0: to be fair, he's got that experience, he'll bring the defence together a bit, because I think, without Jason Kerry, like that leadership, but he's coming in, and he's doing fairly well, and emmy Matthews looks pretty good in goal as well, so, you know, helps when you've got a good keeper between the six, which Dundee United
1: do not have. Um, someone else that looked good in goal at the weekend was Iunga at St Mirren, a mm-hmm. wonderful save. Um... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that, that was
0: a great save, I, th- I think, um, Trevor Carson's raging because he's saving that shot. He's yeah. like, That's my moment. <laughs> you no. Know? Um it's a it's a terrible penalty by Kelly. And by that point, I mean we're talking about teams who were predicted to be um down at the bottom. St Murns one of them because St Murden did not start well under Stephen Robinson. They they laboured towards the end of the season. Mm-hmm. They had a very poor Premier Sports Cup cup campaign
1: mm-hmm. where they
0: get beat by an Airdrie side who fielded um, you know, more trialists than than guys who were under contract and uh and yeah um and now they've won what four at the last so five at the last six games mm-hmm. that's absolutely tremendous for him sitting in third place, you know, and all of a sudden, Tony Fitzpatrick's left the club, <laughs> and they could they could be looking at his his dream at um, top six but um and as well, that character being down to 10 men, seeing Livingston I you think Livingston is on the ascendancy and it's to the dig that dug out the win,
1: I think that's a tremendous character and well played to Stephen Robinson Yeah, no, they're doing well um, Again, a team that what, two seasons ago just missed out in top six mm-hmm. and then you had Lubby that just missed out last year Yeah So it was uh, the battle of the, the nearly men but <laughs> Both missed out by
0: seconds, Well, um, I well it was like seven minutes to go and Livingston it was literally like seven seconds or something like that. With that um Ricky Lamigo, which had that not happened, Graham Alexander might have been out then. Um I said Livingston will be fine this season. I actually tipped them for top six at the top of the season uh, start of season, so it could well be between those two come the thirty three game mark.
1: Yeah, I would expect the both of them to be challenged for the, the final place in the top six, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, from there, um, quick review of the other leagues in terms of where we're at, in terms of top and bottom. Benny will be happy. His Partick Thistle are looking good. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, it was a terrific
0: win at the weekend. Um, this is almost where you, you think back to the predictions um, at the start of the season and um, where you pinpointed certain teams might be, I think I, I'm not sure how many people had Queen's Park actually in the top four, I think there was one or two that might have had them just out outside and maybe one or two might have had them in Air United um, nobody had them in top four, they had a terrific start of the season, it's tailed off the last couple of games unfortunately for them, Inverness has been a wee bit iffy but I think they're starting to pull together a couple of results Dundee have been iffy but part of thistle so far they can't complain um, you know, too much A couple of little drop points like, Throwing away two goal leads Six minutes to go home to Bottom of the table Cove Rangers um, Was a bit of a Short um, shorter second bottom at that point Cove Rangers But overall they can't complain After the game sitting on top of the table But it's it's going to be
1: a tight league all season I think Aye. I mean, Early on it's looking like it could be a, a split league In terms of the top five and the bottom five Looking at the teams yeah. I'd expect Dundee to pick up I think they will do um, they're surprised on it there obviously is right. um, most people I think had them finishing right had in the, the relegation spots or near the bottom um, so that's the surprise at the moment Inverness you'd expect to be in there or a broth you don't know what to make a broth I think a lot of people did say at the end of last season when they missed out on promotion in that last day of the season that it could come back to bite them
0: yeah, but then they had, again, I mean, this shows how misleading the Premier Sports Cup can be because it, our both had a phenomenal cup campaign. They won all four games, so people had had the right to think, well, they're actually in not a bad place that they could actually make this fist again because Dick Campbell's still there and they they'd made some not bad signings and they still had Nicol at that point. But I mean, but in terms of reputation, they are in a position that. Most people would expect them to be because they are the only part time team in that league. Mm -hmm. So, you know, budget wise, they are where they they should be. Um, But we've become so used to them punching above their weight so much we were tipping them to be in the playoff at the right end rather than being fighting at the bottom end and right now I think Dick Campbell would take that like, spot as things are going because after getting that what we thought was a morale boost and win over Morton to come a cropper then against Colham Rangers the next game has got to be demoralising for them
1: Aye, definitely um, League 1 we've got Confermlin who remain unbeaten um, on 16 points so they're doing well Keep, not any surprises most people and um, picked them probably to finish kind of first or second. I think um, when I was looking at the podcast at the start of the season, <laughs> yes, everyone had them
0: top two. Yeah, yeah. I think most people thought it'd be between them and Falkirk, maybe. Erdry. Um, but only t- only three points between the top five, and if you want to it, be even more um, scrutiny. It's five points between the top six, but it's just terrible yes. about that league. Um, in fact, Montrose are in that mid-table with a five-point spend to tell but also six points ahead of Peter Head at the bottom. It is, mm-hmm. a, it is a crazy league. Every year, Ali and I say this is the hardest league to predict. Um, Falkirk, you know, I think, again, because we've been used to Falkirk underperforming, that people are almost not surprised when they don't perform they've been almost hit and miss so far this season, but yet they're sitting two points behind some family at the top of the table. Um, so it's an end, and for me, this the, start, the standard of the season has been Edinburgh City. FC Edinburgh. FC Edinburgh, sorry. Yeah, I, can't, I can't get used to calling them that. Ah, I know. Um, <laughs> um, but the, I mean, they're a weird team because, I mean, one week they're spanking air, just spanking their just 6 0 next they'll get beat 4-1 off Queen of the South. But they're sitting nicely in second place and, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people would have been tipping before Kevin Thomas resigned. A lot of people would have been tipping Kelly Hearts as the team to exceed um, expectations in terms of clubs that come up. It's actually worked out the other way and who scraped in through the playoffs
1: are the ones that are actually taking us like that to water. I really give credit to our good friend Mark, still Albion fan because he was the only one that- I know it's the early days, but he actually predicted FC and Bro would be in the playoff spots. So,
0: mm-hmm. well, see, see if that lasts. At the other yeah. end,
1: everybody predicted who would be bottom, and so far as it stands, were correct because Peter Head are bottom of the table.
0: Yeah, I think I, can, I, yeah, I did put Peter Head bottom. Um, I, I had played second bottom. <laughs> yeah. But then Peterhead showed at the weekend that they might have some fight in them. I mean, to come back from two down with six minutes to go and turn that around against them Ferman is pretty good going. Mm-hmm. And you got to hope from their point of view that they get some heart from that. In fact, they won the game the previous week as well, I believe. So um, it's, it's just getting harder for them because other teams have got bigger budgets now and they've performed well. But the, the team that's got to be worried right now is Clyde. They started the season well, seven points out of a possible nine. They've now lost the last five.
1: Um Yeah, they're in trouble um, Something that's also proving difficult uh, before we go into League 2 Is our lower league predictions Because we are currently getting hammered 6-2 From Ali <sighs> uh, Which is not going well at all And he's up first this week So we can't even make any predictions ourselves yet But we need to get some points back Otherwise it's It could be a, a cricket score, as they say we'll need, to, we'll
0: need to get Um you know, one of the Irons clan involved, I'm not talking about Davey, I'm talking about Amy, because she has a good um, predictions record in BBC, so maybe she could um, lend us a hand for
1: getting back in terms of Ali. <laughs> I think we need two hands, I have to one hand. I, but yeah, um, we definitely need something. No, to be fair, at one point last season, I'm pretty sure Ali was up a, hit, up a few, and we ended up pulling it back and we won. So it's, it's still days. enough. It's still worth 30 weeks in the season. So... <laughs> they will lord it over us just now, anyway, Be I'm sure. Um, league two, the bottom top by five points. Um, but again, most people had the Barton finishing top that season in that league. Um, again, in the early days, they were the last, but they the last team to lose. are unbeaten when did they lose?
0: I think they might have been Just the last before... team to lose around beating the 100% record because Celtic lost it record? to... Yeah, because um, Celtic lost it to St Merne a couple of days before they played Strenraer. Mm-hmm. And, Aye, then and that was an
1: upset, that. <laughs> uh, and they drew it the weekend, so maybe there's a, a sign for our teams that they can kind of try and claw the, the gap. I know it's early, but five-point gap after nine games is pretty good.
0: As it's a tremendous start. I mean... It just shows the expectation that they've now set themselves that they've went from 10 points ahead to five points in front. Um, so that's what a couple of results can do depending on how um, teams go. I think still now being and Stenish we are starting to put little runs together. I mean, Stenish, that's a stonking result for them going to Bonnareg who'd started the season well. Now they've lost to it the last four so yeah. things are starting to um, unravel. I t- I, do you know something? Anon must be a curse on myself and Ali because last season, the two of us had Annan bottom in the league and they finished third and they got up through the playoffs. Yep. This season we had them in the top two. After a good Premier Sports Cup campaign with the Beats and Johnson, they're sitting second bottom and get pumped 5-1 off Elgin, who a lot of people would have expected to be bottom or second bottom. It's Aye. incredible. Uh, it's incredible to see. Um, and for a team, I tipped to go up this season. They're st- stuck in eight points. They've not had a good start at all. But I think the consensus was Albion oh, we Rovers are going down, And right now, that is looking highly the case. They're three points behind and not look good.
1: Yeah, I mean, everyone was either Albion um, Rovers or Elgin um, in terms of who would be there. Because I think we asked for 9 to 10 spot due to the, the added situation in the playoffs and all that type of thing Once it's yeah. only the 10 teams involved I don't know why we actually got maybe some folk were just stuck or torn on defence mm-hmm. in terms of what was happening um, mm-hmm. and then for the other leagues, if you want to see what's happening check out the pyramid scheme from Chris on Twitter which he puts out every Monday civil went to work uh, he puts into it um, so I check it out it's very good Um, I can only talk about the Western Scotland League at the moment, in terms of what has been happening there. Talbot have had a kind of indifferent start to the season. Uh, They lost to Darvill, which wasn't a good result. Darvill have signed one of our players as well now, which wasn't Mm. a good. Um, The weekend we played Pollock at Newlandsfield. Came away by a 1-0 draw, which was probably a fair reflection of the game. Um, So, a horrible day, but otherwise...
0: Yeah, I'm right it's in saying right. that the winners of the West of Scotland League don't even get a chance to play off to go into the um, set-up, it's just they can get promoted to the Lowland League, is that right?
1: I, what was that? Again? Sorry, repeat that?
0: The West of Scotland, if Darbo win the league which yes. is looking good for them at the moment do they um, play off to get into
1: the Lowland League? Aye, they play off against the Aye. winners of the East of Scotland League and the winners of the South of Scotland League. Right, okay. <laughs> and last season, Darbo won the league and then they ended up getting. Um, they finished second in the, the round. Robin and Trinan
0: was the ones. Yeah, that that's right. Went up. Aye, uh, there was a lot of. There, there wasn't a good reaction from the Darwell crowd. Um, after that, and they didn't take that very well. Um, but then, my attitude to that is, I mean, if you want to make out um, the big shots, and good luck to Darwell, They've also got ambition. They've got a nice uh, we we set up there, so we've got. Um, give credit to teams who want to be ambitious. However, if you going to shut your mouth off about being successful, you also need to take the criticism that comes your way with the same kind mm-hmm. of grace. And they're not doing that. I mean, I don't like. It's almost like Phil Taylor but that's just. <laughs> Aye, <you laughs> I've got up, yes. Um, to Phil Taylor, a great dart player, but an absolutely horrendous person when it comes to um, how he acts when he wins and when he loses. Um, and anyway, we'll move on from Phil Taylor. I see. Breaking City are top of the Highland League with eight wins at eight, three points clear of Bucky. Yep. Um, so they could well make their return
1: um, uh, sooner
0: than expected.
1: Mm-hmm. And then the and, Lowland League, you've got Chovrider so at top. Yeah. Um, four points ahead of Rangers B. Situation in Lowland League, I'm trying, obviously, we never had it happen last year. But I'm trying to remember if Rangers B were to win that league, mm-hmm. would that then mean the second place team would actually? Have the opportunity to play in the playoff. I would yeah. think it would. Yeah. because um, the results I not right. Like they said the results won't impact what happens. Um, which just
0: makes a whole mockery of the whole thing. I mean I, I mean we've talked about this. I mean Long League's now getting a reputation um of being a franchise league, and understandably so. Um because at the end of the day it could come down to some little thing like for example, if, um, right now, East co are four points clear of Broomhill, who are doing fairly well, must say under Cy Ferry. They've won four at the last five, the, the, yep. and they did and they get through the next round of the cup, so fair play to Cy Ferry. Um, but if it came to the end of the season where East Co-Ride were one point clear of Broomhill at the end of the season, um, and it came down to the fact that they managed to win one game against Rangers... That effectively is the difference whereas if Rangers not been in the league and Celtic not been in the league and Hearts not been in the league then broomhill could have won that league by two points. You know, it's it's crazy. Um, but but you could end up with situations where I know it's unlikely I'm um, looking at the table just now. If Rangers, Hearts and Celtic took the top three it's in the fourth play, The fourth best team in that mm-hmm. league goes to playoff. I think in that situation if Rangers or Celtic or um, Hearts win that league it should be just Highland
1: League versus um, bottom of League 2. Oh, controversial, controversial! Thing. Ah, no, I know. I don't point. care. I like being controversial. Ah, <laughs> no, I get your point. Um, but yeah, for the rest of the stuff, check out Chris's good work because um, yeah. he, he's got it like nailed right to the from the top tier to the bottom tier, and also including the women's game as well. So
0: he likes being our stato, um, but does he have the same nineties house coat as um, Angus Lowry did back in the day?
1: I think it, no one wears house coats now; it's hoodies. And I, think the thing, I don't know if he was kidding his own. We Sorry, dressing gown.
0: House coat, I forgot. Aye. Uh, dressing gown. Aye.
1: Uh, but I think he's got a new day. I think he's got... All right. uh, that's a talk. So that's the modern, modern thing. You never,
0: you never mentioned that when we spoke at the, the recent Scotland game, but then we didn't discuss um, evening wear. Um, I do see that um, fantasy football is supposed to be a comeback on Sky. No, just... Leave it where it where it was. I don't I remember Bullseye coming back on Challenge TV and Gladiators mm-hmm. coming back to Challenge TV. They were great in the eighties slash nineties. Just let's remember what, what they were like and not bring back
1: very poor remakes. I I'll t i watched it last week because it was that way. I think I was checking for something to watch and it came up on the the kind of thing but it tells you about hot picks and all that type of thing that's available. I thought, how you look? Mm-hmm. And it was hosted by Mark Lucas. And some Welsh guy who I can't remember his name just now. It was all right. They've not was Gilbert, tra- is it? Nah, nah. They've always tried to go for just the, the exact same format. You can feed us in the flames again. And a couple of things. It was all right. It was okay, but you are kind of thinking we're scanning the deal and Statho. Right. Um, exactly. So we'll see. Maybe I'll get better. Maybe I'll get better. Right. So we've waited a while here. Let's go back to last Tuesday. We handed not at the start of the podcast. Um, job done. We got the job done.
0: Yeah, that, that's the main thing. And, um, of course, there were a couple of scares in the game. I mean, um, Jan Malenko putting that ball over the bar after seven minutes um, yes. was a big slice of fortune. Um, Craig Gordon makes two very good saves, although I think one of them was um, after the referee's 10th, the uh, linesman's 10th um, um, delayed offside call. Some Some of the end of it, aye, exactly.
1: Horrific.
0: Um, And the the saving was the second half's great. The volley went wide, that was a decent effort. But (laughs) other than those four moments (laughs) well, three really um, I think Scotland defended very well. I Mm -hmm. think we kept them at arm's length. We always scored in the first minute ourselves, people forget. Um, Yes. It was a good save by the goalkeeper. from Adam's shot, but we didn't create much after that. But I thought uh, the there was a Ryan Jack, it... Ryan
1: Jack half chance left foot. Yeah, yeah corner, I think... but you wouldn't want it to fall to him. Not in his left foot, no. no. Um, but I thought given
0: that's an entirely new back four. Um, so many. I mean, our first choice right back was out. Our first two um left backs were out. Um, our first choice centre backs were out. Mm-hmm. Um. And you could include McTominay in that because McTominay is also be deployed as a centre back. Yep. And to give Portis his debut, I mean, I remember seeing "Go prove me wrong." in no, I went on Hamden. North and says, "Give me." Um, I've had a cup of tea, but I need a slice of humble yep, yep. pie to go with it because I thought the boy was outstanding. Um, he get, he got my man of the match just simply because it was like his his first game and how he played. Although I do get the calls for Jack Kendrick, um, and Man Hickey being man of the match as well because those two were outstanding too. And is not going to be um, Brent for the end of the season; he'll move yeah. for big money.
1: Um, I think within his real report is well before, that tackle in the ninetieth minute. We heart in the mouth. You're thinking, "Oh no," because if he does not get that right. Penalty, and then yeah. potentially game over, like, um, so credit to him for timing that perfectly.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That that was a defining moment for me. Um, for that. Yeah. And if you'd have said that we would have got a point with the amount of players that we had out and missing, I don't think many people would have backed us because most people, you're kind of looking on social media last week, and you were mm-hmm. seeing most people are predicting Ukraine to win. Um so and there was the rumours as to how many flawed. people
0: were going to be out because of this um, food, um mm-hmm. well virus thing and I think Tom Kitchen <laughs> could feel a, a bit of relief but um I think I don't think they were completely connected but um yeah uh, I don't care how we got the result we got there and it just shows the strength we've got in depth. And Steve Clark went in this break with a lot of pre- with a bit of pressure on him. I don't think he was under pressure in terms of he would have lost his job, but he was under yeah. pressure because of the June results. But it now shows that June was a blip and not the norm and not a return to the norm. Um and fair play, you know, people said he's not flexible. He went back to his four yeah. um, that he had at the start and it's worked a treat. Um back in midfield was a master shot because he played the same ways he's been playing for most of the Man United's games. Partly not great at the weekend, yeah and yeah and Ryan Christie as well. You know I wrote him off after, um, Haydn in Dublin, and I stand by that criticism. But equally, I thought he was out- outstanding against Ireland. I thought he was very good against Ukraine in the first game. Obviously, the place in the second
1: one. I think the thing that we're getting now, and even we touched on it last week prior to the Ukraine game, we're constantly getting more depth in the squad.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If yeah. You're looking at a position whereby you thought right they're guaranteed to start. Guaranteed. that's not the case now. We've now got a situation at right back with Parsons and Hickey. Mm-hmm. We've got a situation at left back if we continue our four. What, what we're going to do? We're getting Roberts and Tierney. Will it be back to a back three? Who knows? Um, that's one to deal with later on. McTominay into midfield. Gilmore not getting a minute, which you can understand because he's not been featuring for Brighton after his move. Um, uh, his time, all
0: had, his time will come. Uh, they've all had two games since he's moved because. Um because of the Queen's death unfortunately because Brighton had two, two games yeah. well, not just the one um, so he's only come off the bench against uh, Leicester and he didn't get any action at the weekend against Liverpool but yeah, he'll get the games
1: yeah. and obviously the biggest thing is what will be in Nation League Group A going forward, which is good and we secured Port 2 for the qualifying which takes place on Sunday so are we going to have a look at what we would like to get and maybe what would be some good trips? Now there are some situations whereby you can't draw certain teams with a pots because of political conflict and different things like that. Mm-hmm. So we need to take that into account when we're talking about what maybe would be the best what the best draw would be. Um so I've got that up if you've not seen that. But it was something I'd seen on Wikipedia that certain I knew certain teams couldn't draw each other, but there's also a situation whereby certain teams can't draw each other due to I think it was distance travel or something like that? There's, there's five, yeah. it, it says here there's five country pairs
0: I'm, I'm actually on Youth's website that's my source <laughs> five country parents are declared as prohibited these pairs must not be drawn in the same group so Armenia, Azerbaijan, Belarus, Ukraine Gibraltar, Spain Kosovo, Bosnia and Herzegovina and Kosovo, Serbia and let's be honest I don't think there's going to be any scenario where we predict two of those in their group
1: maybe one, not two Yeah, so part one I'm going out straight away, Hungary or Poland it, now I know Hungary had a pretty good campaign in that Nations League there however, if you look at the other teams there, I know some people would say and they said it when they got them at the Euros, Croatia Agency, They continue to perform well. They're not a team I would want. So I would definitely say bot one, Hungary or Poland.
0: Yeah. Another yeah. thing I'm taking into account is who have we played recently? Who have we, and I say recently, I mean within the last 12-14 years. Um, so we don't want a Croatia side who, who um, battered us at Euros. And they still get bloody good players on their team. So yeah, I'm with you. Um, I think Poland's are a side that are um, are declining a wee bit. They didn't have a good Euros. I know they got through the playoffs, but I don't think they were overly convincing in the group. Um, I'd be happy. Um, I'd be happy with Poland. Um, I think if you sna- um, stop Lewandowski, you've got a, um, a great chance. Um, Hungary on our side. That yes, they are progressing, and they were unlucky not to um, go into the Nations League um, finals they're not a side to be overall by it. the teams I'd want to avoid Belgium first and foremost don't want Belgium we mm-hmm. have um, had them recently um, I don't particularly want a Spain side that are improving um, and I don't want a Denmark side that we just faced either from a travel perspective and only a travel perspective I
1: wouldn't mind Portugal Aye uh, Yeah you never know I've been to Portugal is as good nowadays as well like Ronaldo's mm-hmm. on the decline I know they've got other players kind of coming through and kind get of decent players, but uh, we'll see what happens. Um, so, pot two, obviously, the great thing is we avoid France. Mm. We avoid England, uh, which is a good thing, and obviously Israel. Our good yeah. friend's Israel. Pot three, we have experience of playing a few of them recently. Obviously, in our Nations look, we had Ukraine, we had World of Ireland, and Armenia, so which one are we getting? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Who's well, we're later going to get
1: well lately, I think Ukraine's gonna be the
0: newer issue. Um <laughs> you know, we got them in the World Cup playoff and we got them in the um Nations League there, so it wouldn't surprise me if we got them again. I'd rather not get the Ukraine. Um I'd rather avoid Norway with um, Erling Haaland, to yeah, be I'm brutally right. honest with you. Um I wouldn't mind I would I know we just recently faced them, but I would take Armenia again because I think we'd beat them on the way. I would take Iceland. Iceland's a side of decline big time just now. Um and so I would take those two, or one of those two, should I say. And in terms of travel, you're not going to be surprised I'm going to say here. Yeah?
1: The sweets. Oh, I'd also have a a book about uh, Euro 92 in Yeah, it's a pretty good book. Like mm-hmm. it, uh, Christmas again, Christmas is not far away. So yeah. uh, Scotland's Swedish Adventure by... Oh, it's by you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. you still got plenty of copies, for people want it for Christmas. How can they get yeah, I'm
0: still taking orders and I've been asked to go on a couple of podcasts um, to try and promote it so yeah um, yeah, there'll be more in endorsements, I'll keep that in um, in the pipeline as to how I'm going to do the promotions but yeah um, you can still buy it directly for myself, um, my DMs are open and I do respond if you want a signed copy that is, and if you're not bored about a signed copy just go to Amazon Watterson's and if you go to Watterson's in the, uh, Silverburn you'll meet one of our podcast guys maybe
1: Well you won't because he's moved Oh, has he? He oh. uh, yeah. did end up in oh. the West End. He's going up in the world. Oh,
0: so has he like Up in the West End now. So, right, okay.
1: Um, <laughs> not we'll not say who to, to protect the innocent. Um Right, port four, the one I would want to avoid would be Turkey. <sighs> uh, and possibly North Macedonia, because I felt North Macedonia were pretty decent in Euros. Yeah. And they be scared beat all of them messes. Like, wouldn't be scared all of them, but it's not a trip. It's one of those ones that could come back to haunt you, Yeah, way
0: tie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we've played North of not far recently as well, and they beat Italy. Um, I'd rather avoid them. Um, I would rather avoid Turkey, and I would certainly rather avoid Georgia again. Although I'd like to think we'd be better prepared mentally if we got them and get that third time lucky, but I'd rather avoid that. Um... I know Luxembourg improving. I wouldn't mind a go at them. I wouldn't mind Bulgaria, because again, their side is in a bit of a decline, and we haven't played them for a while. Again, preferably, I know we played them recently. Likely the Faroes is probably the one that stands out, but Bulgaria for a bit of different and Nice Travel, because it's cheap beer out there.
1: Went to Bulgaria, okay. You play Bulgaria. Hot five, the surprise one for me in there is Slovenia been in pot five. Slovakia you mean? Slovakia even, yes. Um, and I bloody wrote SLOV as well, I should have wrote bloody more because obviously Slovenia, Slovakia. Mm-hmm. That's why I put quite out there.
0: <laughs> yeah, they've been in a bit of decline. I mean, they didn't have a great Euros. Um, again, Because we've placed them recently, I'd rather avoid them and I'd rather avoid Belarus. I don't particularly fancy Belarus, so I think we could beat them. Um ideally Malta for a good holiday. Um Gibraltar uh, see the Monkeys. <laughs> there's not many sites in there I would want to avoid to be perfectly honest. I would um maybe Northern Ireland I mean Northern Ireland's not in a good place just now, but do you want an no British affair? Um, given how we struggled against Republic of Ireland. Um I'm not sure, but yeah, there's there's nobody in there that
1: strikes me to say please avoid. Hi. And if you're talking about Tartan Army trip, you'd be talking about Cyprus. In Perhaps, of, or Malta. A decent
0: decent
1: holiday. Yeah. Um, cool it. Um, and then like right, finally, do you want to have a six team or not? Probably not.
0: It's unlikely. Well, it's it doesn't let's be honest. Um, if you don't want any of Andorra Sandman Liechtenstein then then what you're doing watching football. Um <laughs> The one that you'd want is Andorra for something different because we've played Liechtenstein before, we played San Marino before. We've not never played Andorra, but let's be honest. we should. If we get a six-team group, which is unlikely, we've got a um, one-in-three chance of getting um, a six-team section. Um, let's have Andorra for a change if we're going to be in that scenario.
1: Mark, I suppose there's a couple of cards up, and a chance to get your goals record up as well. Yeah. Exactly. That would be a the thing. So, what were we going for then? We want, we do we want Hungary or Poland? Mm. Poland. Right, okay. Uh, Armenia or Iceland? Iceland. And then you said Bulgaria or something different? Mm-hmm. And then D- Gibraltar? Aye. I know I oh, said not allowed to go, but there'd be nothing difficult there. Mm-hmm. And I would be would be would be one in that group.
0: Well that's the thing, you've got to look at that that's a winnable a winnable scenario. Um I know there's a lot of people saying well you want a you want a good um top seed because they'll just take points off everyone and it's just left to you to fight with the rest. But remember we had that group with world champions Germany, who mm-hmm. lost to Poland, who lost to Ireland, we lost to Georgia. Yep. This is history So Let's just get a group um, If we can Where We're in control Of our destiny Not relying on other teams All the time
1: Definitely And then Group of death Would be Spain mm-hmm. Ukraine Or Norway Turkey mm-hmm. Slovakia Yeah Or Belarus oh,
0: nice. Pot are relevant
1: uh, with that one, so obviously, Sunday is the draw, the end of October, and we shall see what we have ahead of us. Yeah.
0: yeah, the real, the, 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 the realistic thing is that we've put in our best and worst case scenarios. I bet the realistic thing is it'll probably be somewhere in between. Um, we'll wait and see, you just never know. We could end up with a Euros 2008 campaign all over again, which may actually suit us in some ways. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. well, it's, just, it's just nice to be part two. I just hope we don't bugger up pot two like the last time we were in pot two remember who that was under
1: Craig was George Burley oh George Burley
0: yeah uh, we were a pot two side then and we were hopeless
1: yeah well, we but if since Steve part took goal we're going to be a pot four to pot two team
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah exactly yeah so yeah well, whilst we're
0: going the way we are we've We shouldn't fear too much as long as we're prepared. But and Steve Clark, he's not exactly known for his emotions either way. He's very consistent, so um, just there's a reason why he is the manager and we are sitting here doing uh, podcasts and stuff. So, but of course, it's not just the um the men's team who are in a good place. Thursday, we've got the um Scottish women's national team um playing Osha in the first hopefully first of two playoffs, although as you, if you listen to the podcast from Thursday with Jane Lewis, Chris Marshall, Amy Canavan and Emma Black, we were all pretty confident we are going to have two games, so one in on Thursday one in on Tuesday, still plenty of tickets um, we've, we're, in a, we're in a good place, so um, let's hope they get the job done um, and get into that second, second playoff, and even though we could win these two games and it's likely we're going to go to New Zealand, we're still going to have a good chance of qualifying if we win these two games So yeah, good luck to the, the women uh, this week. That's going to be a massive game.
1: Definitely. Uh, and we need to give credit again to the SFA because the letters to your younger selves then, has been terrific. Uh, with the players, what I would have said to themselves when they were younger, they mm-hmm. have been top class. It started off with policy, which was tremendous. Uh, and they continued to be superb.
0: Absolutely. And... Um, yeah, the SFA have been pretty good with um, me recently as well because we've got the famous Tartan Army magazine coming out either um, tomorrow, which is Tuesday, or Wednesday, um, which will feature... Um, uh, it features a preview of the Scotland Women's national team um playoff matches, and I was allowed to speak to Pedro um, Martinez-Losa um, for 10 minutes, mm-hmm. so those interview that interview will be in the magazine, um, as well, will attribute to um, the late Antigorum, and there's other great content which also review... Um, the recent matches of getting promotion to
1: um, League A. Yes. Uh, I nearly aye, forgot it's...
0: because it's almost
1: we're talking about it. Aye, it is. Uh, but it's always a terrific league. Read the famous Army Tartan. The famous Tartan <laughs> Army magazine army even. <laughs> I haven't even had any rum tonight. Um, <laughs> so aye, you'll obviously share it. Get it shared. Um, Ian's a good guy. and I know you do a lot of tremendous work for the magazine, so mm-hmm. Aye. Get that. yeah.
0: We did ask you, you know, tonight, but he couldn't make it. Um, I don't know if it was, um, if the police are finally catching up with him, um, for the Burn Bandit story, so, <laughs> um, for the the flag, yeah, but no, it's, that's not true yet. Uh, family thinks so, but
1: um, I know he would have loved to have come on. Hi, hopefully, we'll get on again soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's about it. I think We've covered everything.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't yeah. think there's anything we still want to know or anything else we need to promote at the moment.
0: No, no, no. I mean, I know that we've got um Celtic Rangers and Champions League this week and Hartford, a big game against Fiorentina on Thursday. So, um, yeah, big week again for Scottish football. So, Rangers are away to Liverpool. And is this Celtic's home game with... Uh... Yeah, away. They're
1: away. Like, They're well, like like uh, away. They're away. They're away to Fiorentina on Thursday. Interestingly, like, the three ties, which... If you'd said at the start of the groups getting announced, you'd have said it'd be pretty tricky. Still will be pretty tricky. But Liverpool are ninth in the league. Leaking goals. I still would expect Liverpool to win, but you never know. Leipzig are currently 11th in the Bundesliga. And Fiorentina are 11th in Serie A. Yeah. But Hart's recent record in big games is not good. They lost
0: four. Obviously, they lost to Zurich. They lost 4-0 to... Um, uh, is it... Bas- Who's the term? Uh, uh, Bakersia. Bakersia, that's it. I don't you know if that's correctly, but I... Uh, yeah,
1: yeah and
0: obviously Rangers at the weekend. That does not look good for them. Um, getting into this game, but you just never know. I mean, Fiontina don't have a, a Scottish player on their team, so... Might be advantage to us. Aye, and apart and Josh Doig scored tonight. European
1: night, never know. What's that? Yeah.
0: Josh Doig scored for Verona tonight again. Good. Oh, so, as we speak
1: on Monday, so... Aye. Well done, Josh, uh,
0: Still can't get the Scotland team because there's too many left-backs ahead of him.
1: Yep. As I we say, we're up. just going to end up playing a team of fullbacks. That is going to be the, the key to our future. Team okay. of <laughs> Um. So, yeah, best of luck to Scotland on Thursday. And... That would then mean they will play Republic of Ireland?
0: Yeah. So they play um Republic of Ireland next Tuesday. And tickets, um if you the SFP are doing a deal where if you buy both tickets now, it's half price. So like for an adult it's fifteen for the two games as opposed to twenty. For a child it's seven pounds fifty as opposed to a tenner. Um and if we don't get beat by if we get beat by Austria then you also get your two fifty for the kid and five pounds for the idol back from and or whatever you paid for the Ireland game. But we're not going to lose to us. We're going to win. Positive head, positive it's head hardly. on it. it will Posterous be tough it. We'll have two games um, to come. And if you're Scotland supporters club member, it's free. So get along.
1: Exactly. Think there's a chance for record
0: crowd. I don't think it will hit that height for this game. Um, it's. I mean, to be fair though. Um, it's mainly red that you see it on the south stand lower, which is the only stand open just now. I think there's only one green section. Right. If that starts going red, um, if that starts going red, then they'll have to open the west and east stands, or, or west or east stand. So mm. let's get let's get buying and see if we can get up to the, the numbers, get to ten thousand market. That would be good because the test has so far been between four and seven thousand. So let's try and beat that. Aye, absolutely. Right, cheers, John. Right. Cheers, John.